0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Exploring the Lord of the Rings. Uh, This is session number 155. Uh, Good to be back with everybody here tonight. Uh, And uh, tonight I am excited to get back to completing our discussion that we began last time, uh, which is the forensic analysis of Gollum's Escape from Mirkwood. Uh, this, of course, is one of those things, one of many things, that as we go through the text really carefully together, I find that I never really thought through. Um, I, I've thought about this sometime, but I've never really spent any time actually exploring the suggestions of the text. Um, so uh, that's uh, that's what we're... Oh, hang on a second. Sorry. Click that first. There we are. Okay. Sorry. Now you're getting me on Discord. Apologies. Um, Okay. There we are. Sorry. Totally clicked that. Didn't take, apparently. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So as I'm saying, uh, this is one of those things that I have thought about, uh, but never really thought through. Uh, Never really pursued the suggestions of the text. Uh, And it seems fairly clear that Tolkien... Did think about this, right? Um, one, it's that is to say, and, and I say that uh, because, of course, it's entirely possible to imagine that the references that Legolas threw off are just tossed off references, right? Um, that, uh, you know, uh, Tolkien has Legolas say that they have no idea what happened because he himself never worked out what happened. That's not impossible. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that I think that that's what happened. But it's, it's 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 certainly something that has to be a possibility that has to be entertained. But I don't think. I think that there is some evidence that that is, in fact, not the case. It's some really, really strong evidence. So, um, let us g- g- go straight back into it. So, of course, this is the passage that we were working on. Um, let me just reread the description of the event as... Legolas gives it to the council. It was that very night of summer, yet moonless and starless, that orcs came on us at unawares. We drove them off after some time. They were many and fierce, but they came from over the mountains and were unused to the woods. When the battle was over, we found that Gollum was gone, and his guards were slain or taken. It then seemed plain to us that the attack had been made for his rescue, and that he knew of it beforehand. How that was contrived, we cannot guess, but Gollum is cunning and the spies of the enemy are many. The dark things that were driven out in the year of the dragon's fall have returned in greater numbers, and Mirkwood is again an evil place, save where our realm is maintained. Okay. Um, yeah, Now, Brandon, I agree. It does sound highly unlikely that Tolkien wouldn't have thought that through. The one thing I would say, Brandon, that is likely, I, I, I agree with you, It's not likely, but it is always something that has to be considered, right? I mean, Tolkien wasn't omniscient uh, and did make mistakes. But even more commonly, Brandon, what does sometimes happen is that he has an idea that gets, he, he puts in to an earlier draft, and then his ideas might completely change, but instead of taking it out, he'll kind of leave leave things in. I mean, he, uh, you know, is again, a pattern that we saw really clearly when we were going through the history of the Lord of the Rings together in the Mythgard Academy is that Tolkien is extremely conservative. Uh, that is he, he doesn't like to throw things away. Uh, and even when he cuts things out of his drafts, he tends to, I used to joke about that, you know, he had a drawer that he would put like the, 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 the ideas or the clippings in and he would bring them out later on. Um, it's pretty unusual for him just to throw things away. So therefore it is possible that he would get himself into a position where he would hang on to something. Even if like, if if he decided that this paragraph worked in the context of the council, um, even though, you know, the ideas that lay behind it had changed, it's possible that that could, but Brandon, I agree with you. I don't think that it's actually what happened. Um, but, um, uh, okay. So let's um, let's get. Oh, sorry. Actually, all right, all right, One last thing I wanted to add about that is that there are two things that we have to. There, there are two things that we could potentially be thinking when we're trying to figure out what Tolkien's thoughts were about this. Right. First is that we're uh, we're trying to figure out what Tolkien was thinking when he wrote this paragraph. Right. But the other thing that is at least as likely and actually, I would say more likely uh, is that uh, to see where Tolkien got to in his analysis of this paragraph. Uh, Tolkien is very likely, uh, of course, uh, what what Brandon, I think, would be extremely, um, extremely uncharacteristic of uh, uh, of. Tolkien would be for him never to have gone back and retconned this himself. Um, This is the thing that he did so often, right? And, Brandon, it's one of the reasons why uh, even though he does sometimes leave some of that old material in, like I said, stuff which doesn't 100% actually fit the final version of the story, but it still works. And one of the reasons it still works is that he was really good at making it work, even retroactively. Right? Going back, doing some analysis, which is kind of like the analysis that we're doing, doing a careful reading of the text and explaining, not as somebody, not not like an author, right? When, 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 when Tolkien talks about his story, he doesn't sound like J.K. Rowling telling you what she really meant by the story, right? Which often contradicts what the book itself actually says. How Tolkien approached it always was as a reader, right? He would go and he would quote from the text uh, and he would explain, uh, he would, he would when he was inventing, he would invent a story that would explain what, hap- what the text says. Um, uh, but, um... Anyway, so... Okay, uh, so let's see. Um, so let us... With that that stuff in mind, again, so, Brandon, that's what would be really unlikely if Tolkien never came back. It wouldn't be weird for him to kind of leave in something that he hadn't really thought through or something where his thoughts had gone into it in a totally different direction, but it would be even more unusual uh, for him never to go back and then make up a story that would explain this passage that he had left in. Um, Okay, Uh, so let us think through the issues here more or less systematically first big question chance or conspiracy right is this do we think it more likely uh this seems to me uh to be the big preliminary question right the two real possibilities either his escape was contrived or It just happened by chance. We talked about this some last time. I suggested that I think that conspiracy is much more likely. um, And uh, I still believe that conspiracy is much more likely. Um, Conspiracy is what Legolas points to, right? Um, Legolas seems even to take for granted that it was conspiracy, right? They don't know how it was contrived. That it was contrived, he seems to take for granted, right? Now, again... I am very far from putting things outside the power of providence. And I absolutely agree with people who say that this could well be something that providence, like basically that providence would want to arrange this, right? That uh, um, Gollum ultimately is going to be Iluvatar's instrument to destroy the ring, Right? We know this. Right, We know that it will only be because of Gollum that the ring gets destroyed. Um, so I, I acknowledge that it's it is not necessarily, intrinsically more unlikely than other chance events that have been orchestrated by Providence in the story, nor is it something that is, you know, sort of... I mean, like the fact that... It involves the bad guys or an apparent win for the bad guys doesn't necessarily, I think, uh, again, I say necessarily exclude it uh, from the realm of of Providence, from the realm of conspiracy. Um, So uh, so anyway, I I I I think that chances chances theoretically possible. I don't believe it. And the reason I don't believe it... Um, and no, uh, I, 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 yes, I agree with Zephan uh, and with Ashnask here that uh, uh, chance of conspiracy are hardly mutually exclusive, right? Not at all. Not at all. Um, but, um, I, yeah, but as far as the, you know, the immediate cause of the thing like was did this come about because was Gollum sprung by somebody on purpose right um not just by Elvitar right yes i i think i think so. at least again uh, uh, what evidence there is the immediate context legolas seems to assume that there was a conspiracy um uh there doesn't seem to be any real suggestion to sort of contradict that um um uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, exactly. I don't think that... I mean, so when we're really thinking of, like, things that have been organized by pure chance, it's chance instead of choice, right? It's not something that anybody planned to happen. I mean, it is is only a coincidence, according to Gildor, that he and his party happen to wander through and encounter... Frodo and Pippin and Sam right at that time when the Black Rider was about to discover them, right? That is a... that that was a chance meeting. There was not a conspiracy on behalf... like, this was not planned by Frodo, it was not planned by Gildor, or it was certainly not planned by the Nazgul, right? This does not seem to have that kind of... those kinds of elements. Um, so... Uh, So I I, I think that I'm so I'm going with conspiracy here. Let us uh, uh, let us let us operate under that premise. So if it's a conspiracy, who initiates the conspiracy? Um, There are two options here. Right. One is by Gollum and the other is by Gollum's conspirators, right? Whoever it was who is commanding the orcs that sprung Gollum, right? One of those two have to initiate it. Now, as for who that is, th- this has to come back to Sauron. I mean, there aren't so many options there. Um, it's a squad of orcs, right? So, um, I, you know, this has to be something that Sauron has a hand in. I mean, unless it's Saruman, They could theoretically be Saruman's orcs, um, but Saruman is the only other one uh, who is in command of orcs, and I don't think it was him. Um, We have no reason to think that it was Saruman, uh, and there are some reasons to think that it was Sauron. Um, So, um, uh, anyway, um, I am... So I'm going to say and, and there there are going to be uh, there you know are likely to be other agents involved but I am going to sort of lump that into the general category of Sauron, right? He's like the team Sauron is the one who is conspiring uh with uh with with Gollum here. So the question is, who started it? Did Gollum reach out to them or did they reach out to him? Um if Gollum had started it, we have to consider um we have to consider two things, right? One possibility is of Gollum. um, So, okay, the two things that we have to think of are why would Gollum do it and how would Gollum do it, right? If Gollum initiated it, then that means that we have to believe that he decides up in his tree, right? Here he is up in the tree trapped by the wood elves. And he's thinking, I would like to escape, but I can't get away from these elves by myself. Um, I'm gonna send up a flare somehow, right? I'm gonna find a way to reach out and communicate with my fine new friends, right? Remember which Gandalf says that, you know, Gollum is, boasts about his new friends, right? Um, so he claims to have allies. So he's got fine new friends, right? He's gonna reach out, find a way to reach out to those new friends. Um and I think that that's possible. I think that's possible. Um I think that's um I don't think that either one of those things is impossible, either that Gollum would choose to do that or that he would find a means to do that if he wanted to. Um the means would be a little bit tricky. Um When we'll come back to that. Um, But to me, the bigger question is... Is that what he would do? Yes, Gollum boasts of his fine new friends. um, But that's when he's retaliating against his captors, right? When Gandalf is interrogating him and he responds to his interrogation by basically warning Gandalf, right? Hey, like, you... Better watch it, man, because like you're gonna get in trouble. Like I've got fine new friend. Remember, he is terrified, right? You know, the fear of Sauron is deep in his heart right now. And so he's trying to basically deploy that, right? Trying to trying to sort of share that. These the this immensely terrifying person that I met, right? He's gonna come for you, man. Right? Does that mean that he Gollum is actually gonna reach out to him? To Sauron, that is, um, that he really considers Sauron his bud, you know, his ally that he can call on at need, that he would call on at need. Ah, You know, look, at the very least, right, at the very least, uh, Gollum's got to be thinking to himself, well, I was a prisoner in Barad-Dur, right, and I'm a prisoner now in Mirkwood. He's getting better treatment now, right? So like he thinks that he escaped, remember, from Bar- from 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 Mordor. He is under the impression we're going to talk about this a good deal later on, but he is still operating under the uh, under the idea that he escaped under his own power, right? Why would he go back? Why would he sign himself up for that deliberately? Um, Why would he reach out to Sauron and say, hey, yeah, I'm in prison. Could you recapture me so I could go back to your far worse prison um, than the one that I'm in now? That would be handy, right? That's, to me, the part that I can't really get behind. Um, That's why I have a really hard time imagining Gollum is reaching out to Sauron for help. Because, remember, he he can brag about his fine new friends, but he's lying when he says that he thinks he escaped from them. He thinks that, you know, he put one over on Sauron, that Sauron meant to keep him and that he got away somehow. Um, so... Again, I don't see him signing himself up for that, and I agree uh, with uh, several, a couple of the people who were posting on this that Gollum is generally an independent operator. It does not seem like Gollum that his his um, answer, you know, his uh, his recourse in this kind of a circumstance would be reach out for help, phone a friend. You know, phone a friend, that is not how Gollum operates. He is a solitary operator and he is much more likely to wait patiently and look for an opportunity. Um uh and look for an opportunity to escape. Now, I agree with you, Lincoln, that I'm not saying that he's really enjoying a fine time and that he might come around to believing that his time in Mirkwood is just a a comfortable and friendly retirement plan, um, that he could really quite settle down to enjoying amicably. Um, I agree uh, that he did not, does not enjoy it. Um, Absolutely. But again, it's pretty clear that he enjoyed being tortured in Barad-Dur probably less. That's all I'm saying, is that I don't think that he's disliking being up a tree in Mirkwood so badly that he's saying, please take me back to Barad-Dur to get me out of this. Um, So uh, um, anyway, so that's but can i imagine that he would seize the opportunity if the if some if the if the conspiracy were initiated on the other side would he go along with it yes that i can easily see because he believes in his own cunning right um if he knew that orcs were coming and that they would attack the elves he would definitely be thinking that he a good chance he could escape from the orcs right um uh, or, you know, maybe escape from both of them in the confusion, uh, which doubtless he sort of wanted to do. Um, so anyway, I, I definitely think that that seems to me more like Gollum's way of thinking. So for these reasons, I don't think that this was a this was a conspiracy initiated by Gollum. It just does not seem right. Why would he do it? I don't think he would do it. Um, therefore, it seems that it would, it is most if it is going to be a conspiracy, which seems most likely, that is, it is therefore most likely to be a conspiracy started by Sauron, that Sauron chose to spring Gollum. Um, so that leads us to our next question: If Sauron initiates this, why? Why does Sauron initiate this? Now, I want to come back to the point, Flammifer, that you, I think, were the first one to make uh, on the discussion board, and this is a very excellent point. And this, to me, if there's a smoking gun in this crime, this one is the smoking gun, right? What Flammifer points out is that if you look at the... uh, if you look at the uh, Tale of Years uh, in the appendix, you notice that the date of Gollum's escape which is not given, of course, in, uh, uh, in the Council of Elrond, um, the date is, um, uh, uh, is very conspicuous. Gollum is sprung from the tree in Mirkwood on the same day that the Witch King attacks Osgiliath. The Nazgul are emerging and driving back the armies of Gondor and securing the bridges over the Anduin so that they, the Nazgul, can depart and head out towards the Shire on the same day that Gollum escapes. Um, And that's exactly Ashnag. I think we can see uh, pretty... So remember, the Tale of Years, uh, when I talk about Tolkien retconning things later on? The Tale of Years is one of the first places we see him doing this. It is true Ashna's Unfinished Tales is the other place, right, uh, Unfinished Tales is full of retconning, right? This is him coming back to it years later, um, like, 10, 15 years in some cases after writing the original text, right? And coming back and expanding some of those stories, rethinking some of those stories, uh, recasting some of them, um, uh, and uh, and explaining some things that didn't get explained, working some things out, right? Um, but we can already see, even before he talks about that more explicitly in Unfinished, in the, you know, the Hunt for the Ring, um, we can see from the tale of years that he's already thinking that way, right? Um, He didn't have a date assigned to the escape for Gollum. I don't think there's any reason to believe he has a date in mind when he wrote that paragraph in the Council of Elrond, you know, Legolas explaining about the escape. Um, But when he goes back and adds it into the chronology, when he goes back and, and, and works that out, he assigns it to be on that day, which makes it look almost certainly to be a coordinated, um, a coordinated event, right, um, that he is attacking Osgiliath and he sends a troop of orcs to attack Mirkwood, uh, for the sake of attacking Gom. Now, uh, Lupilia, it is possible, of course, that he's just, like, he's attacking doing coordinated attacks on the northern front and on the, you know, the, the, the western front there at the same time, right? And that it has nothing to do with Gollum. That is theoretically possible, but I don't believe it. Uh, and this is the reason I don't believe it. Merkwood who's Merkwood to him, right? Why Mirkwood? Um, if he's going to be attacking his major enemies, he'd be attacking Lothlorien before he'd attack Mirkwood. Galadriel's a heck of a lot more scary than Thranduil. Um, and anyway, he doesn't. Attack Merkwood. He attacks the tree that Gollum was captured in. Right? I mean, it's this is not a general assault on Merkwood. Um, they're not invading and laying siege to to uh, you know Thranduil's halls. Um, there doesn't seem to be uh, uh, there doesn't seem to be much evidence that there are any elf casualties apart from the guards who were guarding Gollum. Um, uh, so again, I don't think that this is. Um, there's, there, there's not really much evidence that this is a, a general assault, uh, on Mirkwood. Um, but, um, yeah, JJ, I agree. If it was a serious attack, it was a very, very poor one. Agreed. Agreed. So, okay. So a conspiracy initiated by Sauron still, I think is by far the best explanation of this. So, Our next question is, why? Why does Sauron do this? Why would Sauron care if Gollum is captured? Um, And we had talked about... You know the possibility that he doesn't want Gollum to squeal any more than he's had a chance to do. Um, you know, lest Gollum reveal something. That seems to me a little bit weak because he's already had plenty of opportunity to squeal. Uh, I-, I can't imagine it's just to shut him up. Besides, if he wanted to shut him up, he'd probably just kill him. Um, uh, so I-, I I find that when that not an enormously likely. Besides, it's a whole lot of effort to go to like. Gollum would have to have some kind of really critical information that he could release, uh, to the good guys. And I can't imagine what it, I mean, he had critical information, uh, but it was only from Sauron that it was a secret, right? So I, I don't think, um, again, I can't see, uh, Sauron necessarily, uh, caring about anything, that much about anything, you know, uh, such that he's going to orchestrate the movement of orcs into hostile territory in order to prevent... Again, it just, it doesn't seem to me to make any sense. So, um, I think we have to go back to the question, why does he release Gollum in the first place? What is Sauron's Gollum plan? He clearly has a Gollum plan. You can tell by the fact that he didn't kill him and in fact appears to have let him go right all of the evidence says that sauron deliberately released gollum into the wild on purpose he had a reason for that right um e- and even though and and uh, you could say even that he had a reason for doing it the way that he did that's not a given what I mean is allowing Gollum to believe that he escaped under his own power. He could have taken Gollum, right? Like, personally, he could have walked with Gollum, you know, to the gates, booted him out the gate with his big black boot and said, uh, because his toes are fine, right? It's only his hand that's in trouble. Um, Boots him out the gate and says, now go. Right. Uh, you know, and send him on a message or something or just like tell him that, like, you know, I, I never want to see you. again. Like he could just release him. He could have re- he could have made it. Terry could have used it as an opportunity to place deeper terror upon Gollum. He could he but he doesn't do that. Right. Instead, he arranges for Gollum to think that he got away on his own. That seems to be a crucial. part. whatever Sauron's plan is, that seems to be uh, a crucial part of that plan, right? That Gollum should think that he escaped of his own volition. Um, So, yeah, so I agree with those who who are saying uh, here and who said on the discussion board that the only likely explanation for this is that he thinks it's possible that Gollum is going to find the ring. Gollum has already proven responsive to Sauron's summons right gollum made his way south gandalf believes it was because the you know the mark that the ring left on him made him open to sauron's summons and sauron was putting out a summons here um so sauron believes must believe that he could get gollum back if he wanted to um Uh, and now that he knows about him and has, I I mean, the way that that, the fear of, the way that Aragorn and Gandalf describe the fear of Sauron being deep in, um, in Gollum's heart, I can't help but remember the spell of bottomless dread, uh, from the earlier drafts. Um from the earlier drafts of the uh, um, Silmarillion. I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but I suspect that when they're talking about that fear of, you know, that darkness, that shadow of fear that's in Gollum's heart, Aragorn is not just poetically describing the fact that Gollum happens to be scared. Right. He met Sauron, and Sauron was scary. And he's still pretty scared of Sauron. He's not yet recovered from that experience. I don't think that that's... I mean, he is saying that, but I don't think that's just what Aragorn is saying. Um, There is some hold that Sauron has put on Gollum. I think. Um, uh, And um, so... For those two reasons, both the fact that there does seem to be some evidence that Sauron has at least attempted to establish a grip on Gollum's mind, right? A hook that he has sort of set spiritually in Gollum, right? When Gollum was there as his prisoner. And also given the fact that even without that, he came in the first place, right? Um, I think... um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um I think that he um I, I'm, Angrist, I'm not saying a homing spell. I'm saying a domination. He has laid he has a, he has attempted to dominate the spirit of Gollum personally in a way that is going to make Gollum even more responsive to Sauron's summons. Um that's um that's what I'm. So I'm not saying it's it's a homing spell. I'm not saying that he you know he like has a you know like a you know the 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 like a you know a Mordor version of the find my iPhone app you know where he can like track Gollum and uh, uh, you know make him make a pinging sound. It's not like a homing spell, um, but it is again a, a sort of a hook that he's put in him that he has. Uh, he wants to be able to command Gollum. And he believes that Gollum could still do work for him if he lets him go, and he can, he's willing to let him go because he thinks he can get him back. Um, even if, I suspect, even if, perhaps especially if, Gollum gets the ring. Gollum was safe with the ring before because Sauron didn't know that he had it and didn't know it was there. Um, this, by the way is the number one reason for believing that Sauron does not have a ring detector. Um, he cannot sense when the ring is near. He doesn't know, he doesn't have a uh, a tracking spell on the ring itself. Um, that's perfectly clear by the fact that he lived in Dol Guldur. I mean, he was, from a continental standpoint, next door neighbors to the ring for quite some time without ever knowing that it was there, right? Not, without even knowing for sure that it was around there. Um, So, anyway, um, uh, we'll look at this more as we get down into books, uh, you know, book four and five. Um, but, um, anyway, uh, so, um, oh, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought of that either. Brandon, did I miss, um, uh... Did I miss somebody else suggesting that, Brandon, what you were just responding to? But that's really interesting. The idea that perhaps even Bilbo's restlessness itself, um, his desire to leave the Shire and go wandering again, um, might be related to Sauron's cult Nancy suggested that. Great. Um, that's really interesting. Um, that, again, the the ring leaves its mark on the bearer and leaves them open to the call. Bilbo doesn't end up in Mordor. Right. And we know that the ring had far less influence on Bilbo than it did on Gollum. And what's more, Bilbo was freed of it um, after he gave up the ring voluntarily. So he's not in any danger of toddling his way down to Mordor responsively like Gollum does, but it's interesting. Um, Could it have had an effect anyway? Right. Um, Even uh, the effect was different. Uh, and manifested itself differently and was obviously much less extreme. But that is a fascinating possibility. That's a fascinating possibility. Anyway, okay. So, um, uh, yeah, musical, oh, and you're right. Bilbo's Wandering Off was originally sinister. Um, uh Yeah. The idea of Bilbo wandering was not necessarily like a happy retirement plan from the beginning. Um, so the idea is not, uh, that is to say music all the way, I guess I would refer to that is the idea that there was some kind of sinister element, uh, to his desire to wander again would be, it would fit, it would, it would be germane to the story in the way that the story involved. Um, but, um, uh, and because I, I agree, Emily, he had it. Well, he didn't have a propensity to go off and do weird things before he got the ring. Uh, his journey was entirely uncharacteristic, of course. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's obviously a local weirdo after he gets back. Um, that I don't think has to do with the ring necessarily. Anyway, I'm just saying it's, it, it would be a mild thing, but it would be. It's it's a really interesting suggestion. Uh, I think that, that that seems to me very possible, very possible. Um, anyway, back to Gollum. So again, I am operating under the belief that Sauron releases Gollum on Gollum's own volition because he knows what he knows. Gollum, right? He has interrogated Gollum himself. Uh, he has tortured Gollum himself. Presumably, he was in attendance uh, while Gollum was being tortured. Um, He knows what what Gollum wants. He knows his ring, what's more, right? Sauron is the only one uh, who would have the data to be able to examine Gollum, right, and figure out, oh, so this is what happens when a mortal takes my ring and keeps it for himself. He would see the effects that his ring had on Gollum. And even if he didn't necessarily know, because he's never tested this before, right? Gollum is the first mortal. Well, yeah. He's the first mortal that Sauron has ever met who has possessed his ring, right? He met Isildur, but before Isildur possessed his ring, right? Uh, And, and of course, he's never met Bilbo, fortunately, for Bilbo. Um, So, um, uh, anyway... um, uh, so he, after meeting Gollum and interrogating Gollum and examining Gollum, he is going to understand better, most likely, than almost anybody else. In fact, the there's only one person in the world who is going to come to understand Gollum better, in uh, Gollum's state, better than Sauron, and that's Frodo, right? Um, Frodo is going to understand Gollum better than anybody else because Frodo is in the same position. And, uh, whereas Sauron, he's still not, a mo- he's still studying that one from the outside. Right. So he doesn't understand it quite as well. Um, but, um, uh, anyway, so, uh, I'm, so he understands Gollum. He knows if he lets Gollum go, Especially if he lets Gollum escape on his own, or believe that he's escaped on his own. He knows what Gollum is going to do. Gollum is going to hunt for the ring. No question. Obviously. Right? That is clearly what Gollum is going to do. So, he is going to let... So, the fact that he chooses to release Gollum under the circumstances that he does, right? Letting Gollum believe that he is thrown dust in the eyes of barad-dûr and all of mordor right and escaped by his own cunning what will gollum do if he if that situation is brought about he will hunt for the ring so i have to believe that uh so Sa- that that's what sauron wanted that that was what sauron's plan was good um, trifle says the idea of Bilbo's restlessness uh being related uh to the call is somewhat supported He says in chapter one Bilbo says he'd made up his mind to leave that's in three thousand and one the tale of years give uh around three thousand as the the shadow of Mordor lengthens um right so Bilbo's uh decision uh to leave the shire uh happens around the same time um that uh, Sauron is beginning to put out the call, right? That's interesting. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Good. Okay. Um, so, exactly, Michael. If he ordered Gollum to find the ring, if he if he released Gollum and commanded him to find the ring, Gollum would resist, right? Um, and would and might would do something probably to... And he still would look for the ring, right? But he would be more on guard in trying to throw off any watch that was placed on him or anything. But if he believed that he had escaped himself, he would be less sort of paranoid about that, right? Um Anyway, okay. So... Uh, I think that this must be why Sauron had released Gollum. Is this enough also then to explain why Sauron would take enough interest to spring Gollum from prison? Yeah, sure. I don't see why not. And especially here's where we come back to uh, Flammifer's calendar-based smoking gun, right? Um... It's not just that the initiative to free Gollum was undertaken on the same day as another major initiative by Sauron's forces. That, of course, is by itself interesting. But uh, it's not just any old initiative by Sauron's forces. It is also, he's setting out to find the ring, right? Um, Both of those things happen on the same day. Plan A to find the ring, He's from Gollum he has learned, right? the names Shire and Baggins, right? He knows who took the ring, who who last had the ring, and the name, anyway, of the place where that person can be found. So that's his strongest lead. And so he puts his strongest and most trustworthy servants to follow that lead. Shire, Baggins, Nazgul, go. And the, the in order for them to go, they take the bridges in Osgiliath. That's step one. There are other things going on there, too, but it is step one of the journey of the Nazgul, right? That, I think, is definitely plan A. Um, I'm going to send all nine of the Nazgul to... to I'm going to get all nine of the Nazgul to meet up and um, uh, and uh, go after the ring. That's, that, that's looking like plan A, and he's following his only and strongest active lead. But... I think also, again, remember, Sauron is is very wise, and he understands his ring. I think that he believes that Gollum has a better chance of tracking down the ring-bearer than anyone else. The Nazgul... uh, Apart from the Nazgul, right? Um, He could send random folks, right? Random orcs, uh, random highly-trained men of some kind, or whatever. Um... uh, Uh, so, um, they, yeah, um, well, but Tim, the, the Nazgul ask for the Shire by name. Um, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like he sends them off, uh, uh, to, uh, to, to. Uh, to to find them. Exactly, Flammifrost. G- Gandalf explains this by saying that Gollum has learned this, uh, that Gollum made his way to Dale uh, and learned of where Bil- Bilbo came from. And so it was on his way when he, Gollum, was on his way back towards the Shire that he ended up wandering south towards Mirkwood instead. But anyway, um, so... Uh, they uh, So they're off looking for Baggins in the Shire. That's plan A. But he could send other servants out into the wild. But he has no leads. No other leads, right? Um, and so it would be pretty inefficient to be like, I'm just going to send you out just wander the continent hoping that you encounter, you know, the Ringbearer. Like, that's pretty low odds. Sauron doesn't do that. Except for Gollum. Because he knows there's another factor here, right? Gollum. Gollum has a chance. It's not a good chance, but Gollum has a chance where, um, uh, you know, some other random servant of Sauron wouldn't really uh, wouldn't really have a chance, right? Um, so, Sauron says. I might as well put Gollum to use and the best use I can put him to is to let him go, let him think he escaped and then set him loose to find the ring. So apparently he still thinks he's looking at, I've got to find the ring, right? I've got one lead. And so I'm sending all of my best, my strongest servants, all nine of the Nazgul pursuing that one lead. I only have one other shot that I know of, right? There's only one other mechanism that I could possibly use. Uh, to try to figure out where the ring is, and that's Gollum. So um, I'm gonna spring him and he does spring him uh, on exactly in exactly the same way, right? Uh, or on exactly the same day rather. So this would this has all the the earmarks of you know Sauron initiating. Exec- I don't know what the executive order would be, but he's executing executive order, uh, you know, which is like hunt for the ring. Right. Um, and he attacks Osgiliath and he releases, uh, he uh, organizes Gollum's escape on the same day. So, OK. If that's why Sauron initiates it, how does Sauron initiate it? is the next question. And the only thing we're told to suggest how would be um, the multiple references to the many spies that Sauron has in the area. Right. Um, First of all, can I just say, Mike, I love your suggestion um, uh, on the discussion boards that... uh, (laughs) uh, the, your, your Shelob's web suggestion, um, that, that a spider came, uh, to the top of his tree and wove a web that said some orc, uh, some orc. And then in smaller print, we'll come and pick you up in a few days. Um, love that just love that idea. (laughs) I I laughed really hard, uh, at the some orc web, uh, concept, (laughs) but I, I, I doubt that's how it happened, but I kind of wish I believed that that's how it happened because that's fantastic. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, we know that the so like exactly what this suggests, I don't know. Uh so first of all, let's come back to the Nazgul. Yes, as several of you have pointed out, there would be Nazgul still at Dol Guldur. Dol Guldur is right to hand, right? Dol Guldur is in Southern Mirkwood. Um so he has uh and uh, he has a local center for um uh action down there uh in uh in in southern Mirkwood, um with two of the three of the Nazgul, I think, in place, and then they leave and they go. So they're going to be departing, and they're going to be meeting up uh, with the Witch King and the rest of them who are coming up from the south. Um, they're definitely going to be all together by the time they get to Isengard. But um, we don't. Uh, uh, but anyway, but so yes, could they be involved? Could they be orchestrating the escape itself in Merkwood? Yeah, absolutely, they could be. How would they know? How did? So if they know. If the bad guys know that Gollum has been captured and taken to Mirkwood, he—they have to have been seen. We were talking about the possibility. Uh, we were talking about the possibility that uh, uh, Sauron had um, was trying to keep Gollum under surveillance when he departed. That would be, it seems to me, the smartest thing to do if he's going. If he thinks that there is a chance uh, that Gollum is going to be able to find the ring on his own, um, or even maybe. Does he? Does he think it's even possible that Gollum knows more than he's revealed, even under torture? Um, that Gollum is in fact withholding information, uh, and so he decides to 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 let him go and tail him uh, in order to find out where he goes. That also seems, um, that also seems possible. Um, uh, and I, indeed, it seem, from Unfinished Tales, I would say it seems likely that uh, Tolkien was beginning to sort of think in those ways. That is, um, he seemed to want to um, uh, sort of increase the, uh, the extent to which Gollum resisted uh, Sauron there. Um, but anyway, okay. Uh, so Sauron has some means of communication with his servants in Dalguldur. That's clear. The timing, unless the timing is pure coincidence, the timing seems to suggest that there is a plan and he has the opportunity to uh pursue that plan. How does he communicate with the Nazgul uh in Dalguldur? How do Dalguldur and Mordor stay connected? Not by Palantir. Um we know that. Um so uh I um I, th- to me, the most likely answer has to be birds. Um, I think the mechanism has to be um, something that flies, right? Um, the idea of bats is kind of attractive, um, which is probably unfair to bats, Um the thing that I like most about bats as an option uh, are, is just like, you know, a little shout out to Thorin Gwethel. Uh, back in the day, uh, we know that, you know, one of Sauron's lieutenants from the Silmarillion days uh, was a vampire bat. Uh, magic, uh, perhaps shape-changing, maybe just giant talking bat. We don't really know anything about Thorin Gwethel. She's a vampire. She's not a Dracula vampire. She's a bat. Um, uh, I think probably a giant bat. A giant talking bat seems likeliest, uh, given what we, I mean, he already had a giant talking wolf, Droglun, and whatever else. Anyway, point is, uh, and we know that evil bats were part of, like, you know, they're along, you know, came along with the goblins to the Battle of the Five Armies, so that bats of sinister reputation might be associated with Sauron, uh, certainly seems very plausible. Perfectly willing to believe, um that uh, uh, bats might have been. But some flying creature, some flying creature must be carrying messages to and fro um, in order to enable messages to travel quickly. We also know um, that uh, um, we also know that Birds and he has birds and beasts who are spies. Gandalf is afraid of that. The uh, the um, you know Gandalf and Aragorn notice this around the Shire uh, that suspicious birds and beasts who are probably spies of Sauron are congregating around the Shire. I don't know what that means or what that looks like or you know I'm I'm really not sure about that. Um, But um, uh, anyway. yeah, I know bats get a bad rap. It is really true. Um and they are nocturnal and I you know, I I don't want to condemn something just for being nocturnal, but you know, the association with darkness um uh it's there. Um Anyway, so there's some kind of flying communication I think not by flying Nazgul. Um, cuz that I think would be too conspicuous and too it, somebody would spot it, right? Um uh so that's unlikely to me. Um, and again, we know that birds and beasts, he does have birds and beasts, right? So through birds and beasts, he could keep an eye on Gollum. Birds would seem the most likely. I think Gollum would detect and perhaps eat, uh, any sort of quadrupedal beast that was pursuing him, uh, and trying to keep an eye on him. But birds, he might not notice. Um, uh, could escape his, uh, his, uh, his views. Birds seem to me... Bats, I have to admit, the downside with bats, they kind of... uh, The idea of bat spies is a little bit odd, right? Um, I... You know... Gollum is... I don't know. I guess Gollum does travel at night, but, um... Anyway, uh, whatever. Uh, so can I easily imagine that some form of winged creature, right, winged critter, um, could be first keeping an eye on Gollum, see Gollum captured by Aragorn and taken up uh, to uh, Mirkwood, um, and, then, and then find him when he's there, right? That some bird would have seen Gollum up in the highest branches uh, of this tree um, where he would go. It would make sense that he would go, right? Um, that he would go up to the top because he would be wanting to like see what he could see. Um, there's not much he could do, but he would want to go up there to plan what he might do. Um, so, um, anyway, so he, he, so one of the evil spy birds, Spots Gollum in the tree. Now this—he's there for some time, right? Gollum has been imprisoned in Mirkwood. It's not overnight; he's not sprung overnight, right? He's there for a substantial amount of time. Gandalf has time to, you know, to get both Gandalf and Aragorn have time to leave and go do other things, right? Before Gollum gets, uh, Gollum gets sprung. Um, it is theoretically true that the spiders could have located him. Um, but see, I, I don't want to underestimate spiders, but this tree is separated from all the other trees and guarded by the elves. Giant spiders could no way get into that tree without the elves detecting them. We know the elves hate the giant spiders and are, and consider them their enemies. Um, that I think they would, um, I think they would catch on with that right if they saw giant spiders leaping across the clearing uh in order to get to the top of gollum's tree um could they hide there like when gollum is taken back home you know to underground and then they you know a spider secretes itself up in the tree and waits to talk to him the next day it's possible it's possible um again i can't rule it out um it just seems to me less likely um it, it a bird would be very inconspicuous, of course, in that clearing, flying over that clearing. A giant spider anywhere near that clearing um, would be conspicuous, right? I mean, the elves consider them their enemies. So um, I think um, um, I think that that's uh, less likely. It's not impossible, but less likely. Um, so I'm thinking birds. Right? So all that the spies of Mordor, which do seem to exist, would have to do would be to... See, so they, he would have them searching Mirkwood, right? Keep an eye out. So uh, Mirkwood bird spies, keep your eyes peeled, right? Or bats, you know, keep your <laughs> uh, echolocation peeled. Uh, I don't know how you peel an echolocation, but I don't know. Anyway, whatever you do, uh, keep your uh, senses peeled. Tuned for Gollum, and a bird during the day spots him up in the tree. This message is conveyed back to Dol Guldur, and they uh, initiate the plan. That's. Um Uh, (laughs) it is theoretically possible that a small spider up in the the tops of the tree uh, spotted Gollum uh, and uh, started uh, uh, you know, sent a message, you know then crawled down the tree and over and up and and went and found a big spider. Um, I just think it unlikely. I just think it unlikely. Um, um, JJ, I I know bats aren't blind. Uh, I totally believe that. Uh, So, yeah, perhaps, indeed, bats are the perfect spies in every way. I would be perfectly willing to believe this. Um, But... um, uh... Yeah, so so Nancy, how Sauron knew to search Mirkwood would be that they were spotted, that, that um, Aragorn and Gollum were spotted traveling, which seems to me the more likely, because it seems to me very likely that Sauron would have tried to keep Gollum under surveillance after he departed. Um, that, I think, would be part of the overall plan there. Um, so, okay. Um, so... The spy finds Gollum, the spy then tells the people at Dal Guldur. Now, the last stage of the plan that would have to occur would be they'd have to communicate with Gollum as well. Um, This is another reason why I'm thinking bird, uh, because we do have precedent for talking birds. Right? We've got the crows who can speak normal language. Is it possible that, uh, uh, you know, I I mean, it seems that, um, you know, there's the thrush language, right? Uh, which the men of Dale, you know, at least the men of the line of Gurion can speak. Uh, and Balin talks as if he can kind of make it out, but it's very quick and difficult, right? You know, he's just not a hundred percent sure he's getting it all. And he asks Bilbo, assuming that Bilbo might know and Bilbo fakes it, right? Um, uh, and, of course, we do have the eagles as well, obviously, as another major talking bird faction. So um, I, I think that it's more likely... We don't have uh, any reason to think that squirrels can talk. We have no precedence for talking squirrels, um, uh, but we do have some precedence for talking birds. So, um, wouldn't Gollum eat a bird? Yes, yes, I'm sure he would attempt to eat a bird. Um and so it it might have um might have taken several attempts to contact Gollum. Uh but um uh b- but anyway, I, I mean I, I certainly think that that's uh, that that's possible. Um yeah, it would just have to exactly, Sam, it would have to perch at a non-eating distance and speak. Um, so yeah, so I, I, do, I think that's possible. Yeah, we have, we have some precedent for that. Um, this means by the way, don't eat the messenger. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, they could, they could leave a written message of some kind. It's possible. Flamifer Um, it's true that we don't know for sure whether or not Gollum is literate. Um, Just thinking for a second. No, we don't have any evidence for sure as to whether or not uh, Gollum is literate. Um, but, but anyway, I am. Um, the talking bird seems to me most likely. Anyway, um, in the in any case, uh, uh, in any case, um, it would be. Um, uh, it would. It would be. More likely to be found out, right? I mean, like, if, if there's a physical scrap of paper, you know, or parchment or uh, something, it's there's a chance, there's a bigger chance that the elves are going to get that, right? Get their hands on that. So, um, um, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you're right, JJ. He does say, Gollum does, uh, show some fondness for birds. Nice birds, right? Now, I think I, I, clearly he means that they're nice to eat, uh, but still, but still. Um, okay. So the talking bird would seem to me to be the most plausible and uh, well-substantiated not like that there's direct evidence for a talking bird in this case, but that talking birds exist is all I mean. Substantiated within Middle-earth, that talking birds are a thing. Besides which, um, this invites us to think more about something that's been alluded to several times, but that we've never really thought about, and the text never tells us about. How does Sauron's spy network function? right i mean he does have birds and beasts who are his servants apparently so how does that work does he can he telepathically communicate with animals i can't imagine he can telepathically communicate with animals necessarily could he give them commands maybe he could i mean his mind can reach out it was reaching out to frodo and amon hen so maybe he can reach out and command give commands to his bird spies or whatever i can't imagine the birds can telepathically communicate back to him necessarily. Um, And I don't know how, what the range is on that, or if, or even if he can actually do it, I don't really know. Um, But um, I, so I, you know, how does he recruit birds and beasts exactly? Right. I mean, how does that, how does that work? And they can't all just report directly to him. This is another reason why I don't think he, like, has, you know, it's just a telepathic connection. Um, I think that they, you know, they have to use his overall network here. So, like, I think the birds are reporting back to Dol Guldur, not reporting back to Barad-Dur itself. Um, so, um, exactly, JJ. He doesn't want the information all coming back to him. Um he would uh, uh, he would want the information filtered up so only the most important stuff reaches his desk. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's got better stuff to do than to be the personal minder of every avian spy in Middle-earth, right? Um, uh, what's more, he wouldn't want the delay. Um, he's going to be sent... I mean, he's sending them everywhere, right? So uh, it's going to take a long time before they... Um, uh, before they... Get back all the way back to Mordor. Much more efficient to have them uh, checking in at Dol Guldur, say, and then in Dol Guldur they can make the call as to whether or not this is something the boss needs to know about. Um, <laughs> JJ says, "Oh, good. Uh, the news is they have found another large catch of acorns." Right? Uh, I'm going to fire that spy. Um, exactly. So, I think that. Um, uh, My suspicion as to how this works is that it has to be something like... Again, we have a model, right? The model that we have here is the connection between the Ravens of Erebor and the Kings of the Dwarves, and the connection, apparently, between the Thrushes and the Line of Geryon. There are the two examples that we have uh, that show that um you know some races of birds right not just and I don't just mean like a species of bird, but like a particular people right a particular family tradition right can establish this kind of this kind of uh this kind of link um so. There, I think there have to be. We have to. We're, I think we're, we 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 are kind of compelled to imagine a series of um, corrupted birds who have been bred by Sauron, um, probably a good deal at Dol Guldur itself, right? Um. Uh, and yeah, he's feeding them fell meats or fell seeds. Or what, I don't know what a fell seed looks like. I actually am not 100% sure what a fell meat is either, um, but at least I can imagine it was the meat of a creature that was already particularly evil, right? Maybe the seeds are... Se- maybe there are fell seeds dropped by um, particularly evil plants. Um but anyway, I don't know. so, okay, so he uh, he breeds them up. Um, does he breed up evil squirrels? also, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised just knowing squirrels, but um uh, I think it's uh it's it's quite um, it's quite possible. Um, so, yeah, so I think that we we should imagine that there's there are rooms. In Barad-Dur and in Dol Guldur, where there, you know, like there are like rookeries or whatever, uh, you know, where the like the evil spies check in. I mean, I, 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 yeah, you're right, Dragon Taracne, Old Man Willow would produce some fell seeds. That's that. You're totally right. Totally right about that. Um, Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyway, so, okay. This seems to me the most likely explanation for the how. And again, the message to be gotten to Gollum is fairly simple. And most of the birds could probably get it out before they were eaten, <laughs> right? Uh, which is just, uh, they just have to say when, right? Uh, you know, five days from now, uh, you know, in five days, orcs will attack. That's it. It's just got to be one sentence, it doesn't even have to be one grammatical sentence. Um, uh, yeah. No, the animals don't have to be evil, Ardent Crayon. Sauron could trick them, but I don't think he's just deceiving otherwise well-intentioned creatures. That's not his M.O. His M.O. is going to be to take them in and to feed them fell food and to corrupt them uh, to his service. Um, So I I think I'm afraid that these animals have been corrupted. Uh, And if that makes you unhappy to think of him corrupting squirrels uh, and bats and birds then just think that this, of course, is another wonderful consequence of the downfall of Barad-Dur at the end. And the deer, J.J., yeah, we can't ignore that. Something makes them so fierce. Sorry, um, uh, that's a, for those of you who don't play, that's a Lotro uh, reference. Uh, the deer, uh, especially the closer you get to Mordor, the more ferocious the deer get. Um, but, um... Yeah, but Finn says not the foxes. The foxes remain free agents. uh, Very possibly. Very possibly. Um, uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Corita says the first thing to kill me in Lotra was a deer. Uh, Yeah, no, I got killed by brigands in the Chetwood first. But uh, but yeah, no, uh, uh, I think maybe the second one was a deer. Um, Anyway, okay. Uh, So... Evil bird spies, I think, is... Uh, the So, what's Gollum's role, then? Again, all Gollum has to do is receive the message and take advantage of it. What happens um, uh, with Gollum? Again, do, do I think he's, like, carried off cheerfully on the shoulders of the orcs and that he runs down and embraces the orcs? No, he's not palling up with the orcs. I think he's going to try to escape straight off. Right, I, I think he's going to try to escape in the in the uh, in the chaos and uh, not go with the orcs at all. Um, uh, if the um, uh, if the orcs, and by the way, it does not seem to me at all obvious that the orcs would have orders to bring Gollum with them in captivity. Remember, that's not the plan. Right, the boss's plan for Gollum is that he be left free. Right. So I think that they're going to... Why would they want to keep him a prisoner? Why would they haul him back to Dol Guldor? Sauron could have just kept him in Mordor if that were his plan, right? And again, the fact that he initiated Operation Spring Gollum, right, on the same day that he's uh, initiating operation release the nazgul um suggests that these two things are linked in his mind, right? That these are the two his two pronged strategy for trying to find the ring. Um and so he wants Gollum not only out on his own, but believing that he escaped on his own. Um so um so anyway, yeah. Now JJ you're right. Um, Gollum would be, <laughs> sorry, belongs said Operation Friagal. <laughs> I like that. Anyway, so, 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 JJ says, um, Gollum would have to be, he's smart enough to know that if a, if a spy, if a bird spike finds him in the treetop and says, hey man, you know, like uh, we're going to spring you in five days, he's going to know that he's being watched, right? Um, And he's going to be paranoid. Um, and where does he go? Where does he end up? Moria. Right. Where does he go? Back under the Misty Mountains. He goes back to his home terrain. Um, the place that he knows best. And where he feels most confident. Like, eh, no, no bird's going to find me there. Right? Um, If I'm being spied on. If Sauron is keeping an eye on me and I want to be free of him. I've got to go somewhere. Um, I've got to shake this tail, right? I've got to get somewhere where nobody is going to be able to track me where I am confident that I won't be seen and that I won't um, uh, I won't be tracked and nobody will know where I am. And under the mountains, right? His old stomping ground um, where he feels most confident uh, on the closest thing uh, to his home turf, right? Um, so, <clears throat> exactly. And Karina, exactly. Uh, say what you want about Moria. It's very bird free. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I think that that has to. Now, and in doing this, is he thwarting Sauron? No, of course not. Uh, he's doing what Sauron wanted him to do. Um, He's—is he going to shake his tail? Is he going to—is uh, he going to—is uh, Sauron going to be able to keep track of where he is? No, he's not going to. I mean, I, I think he—I I suspect that he does successfully uh, shake off the surveillance in in Moria. Uh, you know that he does shake it off under the mountains, um, but that's totally. I mean, in, in, I would guess again, thinking through what appears to be Sauron's plan here, um, it would seem that Gollum's... um, uh, Gollum's shaking off the surveillance is a... Like, keeping surveillance on Gollum is a bonus, right? Um, uh, Having Gollum free... Again, he's not relying on the birds for the success of his Gollum plan. He believes that if he lets Gollum go, he's going to be able to drag Gollum back, especially if Gollum finds the ring. Um, So, exactly. For the sake of Sauron's original plan, the more free Gollum feels, the better. Absolutely. Um, Now, how does the bird talk to Gollum without the elves hearing it, Cecilia, is an excellent question to which I don't have the answer. Elves have very good hearing. All I can imagine is that, I mean, it is a very tall tree, right? Um, And a bird wouldn't be loud, necessarily. It doesn't have to be like a very raucous raven or something like that. Um, uh, If uh... <laughs> Not responding to that Karita. um <laughs> if uh if the um uh <laughs> no um if the bird is a small i mean th- the bird doesn't have to be speaking very if the bird is speaking quietly enough and there's enough other noise and the tree is tall enough, it's possible for me to imagine that the elves. Uh, don't overhear, it, or at least don't overhear like that it's, you know, words. Um, uh, <laughs> JJ says, maybe they also send a really loud bird who perches on the lower branches and makes some covering sound. Possibly. Can't rule it out. Can't rule it out. Um, but, um, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so or a bird drops a bottle of wine <laughs> that would have been that would have been an excellent cutting plan to start with right just uh, you don't even need that just have uh, you know have a bunch of squirrels roll up a barrel right against the foot of the tree and uh uh, uh jailbreak managed right absolutely um <laughs> 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 <Turin> Barr suggests <laughs> they could stuff the bird with the message so that while Gollum's eating it, he un- he, he he discovers it. Yeah, I uh, no, I doubt it, but but that's a that's a, that's a fun suggestion. Okay, so that's where so so what is Gollum? So you're Gollum, what do you do? Right, this bird talks to you and says you're 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 gonna get sprung. You, I, I I agree, JJ, that he's gonna be paranoid. Right. That he is going to be worried about this. That this good. I mean, he's under surveillance. The birds have found him. Sauron knows where he is for crying out loud. I mean, this is kind of a good news, bad news situation. Right. We're going to help you escape from the uh, elves. But, you know, the long arm of Sauron is reaching out to you. Right. And that's not going to be cool. So. Gollum is going to escape. He's going to try to escape. We know this. He's not just going to pal up with the orcs. He's going to try to get away from both the elves and from Sauron. And he believes that he does so. And in fact, he may genuinely do so uh, and uh, get rid of his uh, surveillance uh, as well. Um, so um, and now he believes he is, uh, you know, on his own and free again Um and he's gonna keep searching for the ring because of course he is, right? Um Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that I think is the best we can do. Um uh I am you know, I I, I would not um have any problem. I mean, I wouldn't, uh, feel the need to fight with somebody who had another reading of this, who, who, who believed in a different version of this. Um, but, um, but this seems to me, uh, uh, this seems to me to be an explanation that fits all of the facts that we know and is, there's no point in this, which is not, given some kind of precedent within Middle-earth here. Uh, so I think that this all works. All right. So let's get back to the text then. Whew. I don't know if we've necessarily solved it, but I think we've, we've done pretty well. So Legolas goes on. We have failed to recapture Gollum. We came on his trail among those of many orcs, and it plunged deep into the forest going south. But ere long it escaped our skill, and we dared not continue the hunt, for we were drawing nigh to Dal Guldur, and that is still a very evil place. We do not go that way. Well, well, he is gone, said Gandalf. We have no time to seek for him again. He must do what he will, but he may pl- play a part yet that neither he nor Sauron have foreseen. Um, so, uh, by the way, how many slides does that count as? I mean, we've done so many slides tonight. Okay, so Gandalf indulges with the heavy foreshadowing here at the end. Um, uh, so his uh, his trail is found among those of many orcs. So it seems that Gollum does not succeed in escaping in the in the struggle. Right in the confusion, he does go off with the orcs, but he is soon to give the orcs the slip. It seems not surprising. Um, but the orcs were taking him south to, Do- to Dol to Guldor, so that all seems to fit. Um Yes, Emily, this um uh I agree with you. Um the question Bilbo is going to say later we'll talk about this later. Okay, well Emily, I'll save th- I'll save this till we get to Bilbo's uh statement at the beginning of the next chapter. Um, But let me just say that I I agree with you, Emily. Um, Yeah. Bring it up again. There we go. Good. Thanks, Emily. All right. so the, uh, the fact that the orcs all head down to Dol Guldur certainly does suggest that this was coordinated from there, uh, and which again seems to make sense, that it would go through the Nazgul uh, who were there. So that all seems to hold together. Um, the one phrase in that first paragraph that um, perplexes me a little bit They do not go towards Guldur. That's fine. But ere long it escaped our skill. What skill? Their tracking skill? Surely the tracks of the whole troop of orcs does not escape their skill. Right? I mean, I have a little more confidence in the skill of the wood elves at, you know, woodcraft that they could track a pack of orcs all the way to the orcs' destination, right? Um, So I'm thinking it must be Gollum's prince in particular, yes, that they did detect Gollum's trail among those of many orcs at first. So they had some definite evidence that Gollum was with them, the orcs, that is, going south. But they don't... I think what he's saying here, what that amounts to is we can't prove that he actually went to Del Guldor. He might have slipped away and we missed it, right? Um, But it it, it escaped their skill to confirm that Gollum's trail was still with the orcs as it continued to go south. Um, uh, It is possible that the orcs could have carried Gollum at some point, but again, I can't imagine that the orcs have strict orders to make sure they hold on to him no matter what. If anything, the orc captain, you know, the Grishnach of this party, could well have been instructed. Your first objective is to free him, right? Kill the elves that are there and uh, bring away Gollum. Objective number two, let him escape, right? Don't tie him up. Pretend, you know, make him believe that you're taking him as a prisoner back to Dol Guldur, but don't keep a steady eye on him. Let him escape. Um, That seems to me very uh, likely. It's possible the orcs and Gollum traveled the path at different times, uh, Tom? I think that's conceivable. Um, But I think it's doubtful. I certainly don't think that Gollum would be tracking the orcs, so if they are not traveling... Together, it must be because um the orcs had gone first and Gollum had come after them, but why on earth would he do I mean so that he wouldn't do that? So it wouldn't be that it would have to be that he went first and the orcs were pursuing after him. But why would he go south towards Dalguldor? That doesn't make any sense either. So uh I-, I tend to not think so. Um uh but um yeah, yeah. Um Exactly. So JJ, I also wonder if uh, Gollum would be fooled a second time by the let him escape thing. But what's the alternative, right? I mean, what alternative does Sauron have if he tells the orcs to let him go? Like, I mean, if the orcs say, okay, we were told to let you go. Bye now. you You take off then that's going to that's gonna be much worse, right? That's a far worse outcome for Sauron. Gollum's going to be way more suspicious then than he's going to be if he just escapes a second time. So, again, even if he does suspect, what better alternative is there? Uh, and the second thing is, Gollum is also... Well, he thinks a lot of himself, right? I mean, nobody who speaks of himself... Uh, who speaks to himself, uh, and of himself, uh, you know, who speaks to himself in the first person plural like that. Um, uh, he's got a high opinion of himself, uh, so that he has managed to cunningly escape a second time, uh, and believes it to be due to his own skill. That doesn't seem to me inappropriate or, uh, sort of unknown. Right. Um, but, uh yeah, yeah. Um. So exactly, Finn, he's just talking to the wisest person in the room. That's it. That's it. That's that's Gollum's viewpoint. Uh so so yes, I do think that um whether or not he might be more suspicious... again, we know he's gonna be more suspicious. He knows they're watching him, right? Um Sauron can't help that now, right? But still a Gollum on his own who does not think he's been given a chore, right? He's being given a task, a Gollum who now knows he's being watched, well, that's not quite as good as a golem who thinks he's gotten away scot-free from the beginning, but still, you know, um, it's still plan B in execution, right? Uh, So I think that um, that still would work. Okay, for the final paragraph there. Well, well, he is gone. We have no time to seek for him again. He must do what he will, but he may play a part yet, that neither he nor Sauron have foreseen. Um, This is the final... um, To those of you who were emphasizing the potential of the role of chance in freeing Gollum again, I don't believe it because Gollum himself seems to have uh, contrived it with his refusing to come down from the tree that day. I don't believe it was a coincidence or an apparent coincidence um but i certainly do think that providence was taking a hand in this and in its way i think that it's even more powerful that it should have been a conspiracy by sauron um that actually to me augments the uh providential angle of gollum's escape because it be- it's- it doesn't It is not just a a chance, if chance you call it, circumstance. Instead, it becomes yet another example of evil will shall evil mar, right? And that the plans of the enemy themselves prove to be the very means by which the evil is is, uh, overthrown, right? uh, so yes, Kimber, exactly. Once again, uh, Sauron proves that he shall be but Iluvatar's own instrument to bring about uh, ends uh, far greater and more wonderful than he could possibly have imagined. Exactly. Um, so so yes, uh, I do think that that... To me, that fits even better. Like the fact that it's Sauron's actions, it's Sauron's conspiracy. Um, far from you know us having to choose, like is it providence or is it uh, or is it Sauron? It's both, uh, clearly. It's both. Um, everything is in is like there's there's nothing outside the scope of providence. Um, but again, and Gandalf seems to be picking up on this, right? We know that Gandalf. Gandalf has had. Well, I don't want to call it a fixation. It's not like it's unhealthy or something like that, but um, Gollum has had at the very least a sort of shrewd suspicion about uh, Gollum uh, from the beginning, right? Um, e- even in part his choice to seek for Gollum. Um, on the one hand, like, it was the best chance that they had of finding a lead to figure out the provenance of the ring and to confirm that. Um, but I think there's 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 more to it from the beginning, Um Gandalf has always had a, a sense, a feeling, that Gollum was important. Um, and he does um, speak up for Gollum. He doesn't want Gollum killed, right? Um, he, They easily could have contrived that, right? Um, but he doesn't do it, and it's out of pity right? He is having, showing pity for Gollum, uh, and not least, I think, because he will now see the significance of Bilbo's own pity as he explains it to Frodo, right? Um, if having pity on Gollum was such an important and a good thing for Bilbo to have done, maybe we should keep following up on that policy, right? Um, that by itself, even if you have no other ideas, certainly seems like a good plan. Um, but, uh, but I do think that Gollum, G- Gandalf has, he does, I mean, remember, he says it to Frodo before. So long before he discovers that Gollum has escaped from his prison, he tells Frodo way back in chapter two uh, of book one that uh, he believes that, you know, Gollum, uh, he, he he thinks that Gollum has a part to play, that there's, um, uh, that uh, that everybody will be, Grateful for the pity of of, of Bilbo, that the pity of Bilbo shall rule the fate of many. Remember that. So Gandalf has had some foresight about Gollum for a long time, um, and uh, um, yeah, and Sam, you're right. He does threaten him with fire. Absolutely, he's not gentle with him. Um, he is patient and he feels pity, but um, but he is not gentle. He is uh, urgent. Uh, in his need to get Gollum to talk about what he knows. Um, uh, Anyway, that previous... um, So, the statement that he makes here doesn't necessarily suggest that, uh, you know, he's only just now coming to think that this is you know, that this is true, that Gollum has a role. Um, he's believed that he has a part to play yet for some time. This would seem to me... This sounds to me like confirmation, like Gandalf receiving confirmation. <clears throat> he's not surprised. One way or another, Emily, he's not shocked by this news, right? Um, in fact, I wonder if Gandalf isn't half-expecting something like this, Um The pity of Bilbo might rule the fate of many. Well, how will that be if Gollum is going to stay in prison, right, the whole time? Um, So even his... uh, Now, again, his hope when he kept him in prison was not that they were keeping Gollum merely in a life sentence, right? Gandalf is not being like, well, he does not say like Aragorn does. Aragorn seems to, like, his vision is for life incarceration, right? Let's just keep Gollum out of mischief, right? But, um, his, but Gandalf seems to want to heal him, right? To cure him. Um, and, uh, so maybe when Gandalf is imagining the uh, pity of Bilbo ruling the fate of many. He's imagining what good a healed Gollum could yet do uh, on their side. I don't know. I don't know what that would be. I don't know what that would look like. I don't know what Gandalf imagines it might look like. I'm not really sure. Um, But um, Gollum remaining as a sullen and unrepentant prisoner nursing his grievances on the top of a tree in Mirkwood uh, for years uncounted while everything else happens, that would be no kind of fulfillment of Gandalf's premonition, right? Gandalf's instinct about Gollum there. Um, uh, Right, now J.J. is suggesting this, of course, implies... That it was, in fact, Gandalf who organized Gollum's escape. (laughs) Uh, All right. JJ says that's why he wants to move on and stop discussing. That's why he breaks in here, right? And takes back over the conversation. Let's not probe any more deeply into this. You could be on to to something, JJ, but I doubt it. (laughs) I doubt it. I really don't see uh, Gandalf conspiring with the orcs of Dol Guldur to bring about uh, the rescue. But, you know, you can't absolutely... No, you can't rule it out. Actually, I'm totally ready uh, to rule it out. (laughs) But, again, I don't think that he's um, disappointed. And, again, this is where I think we can see the difference between Aragorn's perspective on this and Gandalf's, right? Aragorn's reaction is we will all rue it bitterly, I fear, right? Bad is going to come from this. And Gandalf is like, yeah, not sure, actually. Um, I think that good might come of this. Um, uh, they, uh, he may have a part to play yet that neither he nor Sauron have foreseen. They are both conspiring together and neither of them mean any good. But good may yet come, despite that. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Um, uh, (laughs) Karina says, I want a clue-style video in which all possible options are enacted. Um, You know, Karina, I can't pretend I wasn't thinking about uh, clue myself when I was uh, going through this. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I would, you yeah. know, so we could do, we could do a reenactment. <laughs> Corita, that sounds like an excellent reenactment material. Let's reenact like three or four different versions of the escape of Gollum, uh, and see which ones we think are the most, are the most, uh, are the most plausible. Um, that could work. That could work. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, well, I am not going to move on to another slide at this point, um, uh, because of course the next slide. This is the end of a topic, anyway, uh, and Gandalf is going to launch into the final narrative. There is one last narrative portion of the Council of Elrond, and then of course we enter the deliberation phase uh, of uh, uh, of the of the the council of Elrond. Um, but there is one more narrative. And of course it's going to be the Saruman narrative, uh, that Gandalf is going to give. Uh, so we'll, we'll save that, uh, for next time. All right. Um, very good. Excellent. Well, thanks everybody for joining me. We're going to, it's field trip time. So we're going to go on our field trip now. Um, uh for those who are on Twitter feel free to come over to Twitch and join me twitch.tv/signamu. Uh we're doing uh, we're going we're going to enter Carn Doom itself uh uh to in today's uh field trip. So it's pretty exciting. Um we're going to start with our scenic overlook. Uh so thanks everybody for joining me and I will see, for those of you who are not going to continue on the field trip, I'll see you guys next week.
1: Good evening, everyone.
0: Hey there. Good evening. (laughs) All right.
1: Yeah. Interesting discussions today, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly pleased with where we ended up with this. I think, um, I, I'm not a hundred percent convinced. Like I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not like, 100%, one hundred percent this is absolutely what must have happened. Um oh, uh,
1: we are going to Tarmansursa.
0: Tarmansursa. Tarman just Back inside tarman of Kondum. That's right. That's where we're headed.
1: Sorry, didn't
0: mean go yeah. ahead. No, that's okay. Um yeah, I'm not i I'm not saying I'm like absolutely a hundred percent positive that this is how it must have happened. But I yeah, am saying I that I do think that it's um it's the best, it seems to me, overall, like the most plausible explanation of the whole thing. I, I
1: was I was sad talking squirrels were not explored, because given his pen- penchant for uh, mythology, you know that would have been a cute little nod to Ratatosk, but...
0: You know, it's it's possible. Like, the talking squirrel thing is conceivable. Um, that they at Go ye, least...
1: Rocky! <laughs> right.
0: But I... But I... There's... But unlike talking birds, there's no precedent for that. right? That is
1: true. Yep, talking that's, bird. Yeah. But how would Gandalf I mean. turn into a talking bird if Gandalf <laughs> was behind it?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I don't really think that's very likely, but Yeah. Okay. Alright, so let's Sorry. head it back up to the scenic overlook. Okay. Oh no, it's dark. Oh, Can we, we can't see? It for see? Me? No! They turn off the lights!
1: Time, my age-old enemy.
0: Oh, man. What do we have here? What what time is it? Oh, it's the late watches.
1: Okay, okay. So...
0: So let's kill time and wait for dawn. Um,
1: Well, first of all,
0: can I just say this is a... I would have expected... um, From what I remembered from last time, like with the Poison River seemed a little bit more luminescent than...
1: Maybe it's only when the light hits it just right, or that bioluminescent algae starts to breed.
0: Even by dark, I would have expected this to be a little bit more, like, eerily lit up, you know what I mean? Yeah. But...
1: It's just kind of stagnant and stinky looking.
0: Yeah. Well, let's begin with what we can see even in the dark. Okay. What we can see from here so far in the dark is, in the background, these towers up here. Now, I'm not convinced about these towers, these near towers.
1: Mm Uh-huh. Not convinced about
0: what? I'm not convinced about their age. Because look at the stone that they appear to be made of. It looks kind of like this stone in this Uh wall next to us. Like the new construction. It's not the old, like. Oh, yeah. You know, black and white walls that we see in other towers and walls, which are clearly old Angmar. Um. Which is I think it's one of
1: those dealies where when the old witch king fell, like everything fell down like in the movies.
0: Well, that would be one possibility, right? That, uh, uh, or even that they destroyed it. Uh-huh. Um, now, the evidence for that is fairly weak uh, since we've... I mean, the, 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 uh, the archaeological evidence for that seems weak, considering that we've seen a lot of uh, um, we've seen a lot of the old stuff not torn down you know, further down, so why would they why would they tear it down afterwards? Um, here oh. and here only. But
1: you notice we can see stars over here. Oh. Are we usually under that sort of ghastly green? Yeah. Force field, and then I can see the sun trying its darndest to get over this smoggy hill.
0: <laughs> That's super interesting. What is glowing in the north? Is that the northern lights? That's
1: the sun, I think. I think it's
0: the no, sun this is, up, I'm but, facing No, this is not. No, the north. north. You're right. Yeah.
1: Maybe some kind of northern lights. It
0: doesn't look quite like the northern lights do up in Forakel.
1: Yeah, aurora borealis at this time of night in this part of the country.
0: It looks more like something that's shining right over the horizon.
1: It, it's moving a lot. It looks like it's fighting for its life to get over. Yeah. And it does make me wonder when the sun comes up whether we're going to see the the horrible fell sky again. Yeah. yeah what the, happened the to North North fell the fell sky? Did
0: it used to be here? I mean, I, I remember. I remember we were looking at courtyard. it down in the
1: courtyard. Yeah. We assumed it was coming from those little hook fountains, which you can see right across the bridge.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to come back to those. Well, hang on a second. I was, I was going to look at those, but let's let's we have some time anyway, and because I want to wait until dawn. So let's 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 explore. Let's let's see if we can find the boundary here.
1: Let's go yeah, back. even when the sun comes up, we got to wait till it gets to a part where we can oh, see.
0: Well, look at that! Right before the, can I get to? No, I can't. Right before the gate. Uh... Uh, showed up. Uh-huh. I, could, I could see through, and I could see stars.
1: Yeah, I can see stars too.
0: I, I can see stars through the through the hole in the top mm-hmm. of the gate.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now see, there they are. Look at that. Look at those beautiful. There,
1: there, there it, it is. The sky.
0: There it is. Now the stars are gone. Once we cross over into here.
1: I guess stars are only for the privileged few.
0: That's really interesting. And from oh, here you can of see course. it yeah
1: yeah look yeah you're looking yeah. back you can see it over there.
0: Exactly. And we cross back over the threshold. stars.
1: Oh there's stars again.
0: That's very interesting.
1: Hmm. It does kind of imply that this is sort of a beacon of good here.
0: I wonder, yeah. I mean, is it some... You'd think, though, uh, I mean, if our theory is that uh, the Hillmen in this area have turned into, like, counter-agents, essentially, that they would kind of blow their cover uh, if yeah. they took that out. But, wow, okay. That is... Really interesting. Uh, so, Finn, we are in Tarman Sorsa, up near... Uh, so, yeah, the light d- does seem to be coming from Karn Doom itself. Or behind Karn Doom? I mean...
1: It it doesn't... Yeah, from where I'm standing, it looks like it's coming right over the hill to the right of it.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: No, let's uh, see what we can find on the ground. We can track back here, maybe.
0: Yeah, you can see Emily the rays shining up. I mean it and the the way that it sways back and forth. I mean it looks like a very large spotlight with some like waving grass in front of it.
1: Yeah. Like a car sale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. There's some kind of evil clearance sale going on north of Carn <laughs> Doom.
1: Evil furniture at low, low prices. No payments until 2022.
0: (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't understand. But the bigger phenomenon, that is to say, the lack of the evil sky. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just yeah, I got... I'm just noticing that I can actually see the moon move huh. like I'm like watching the moon tick oh, tick yep, tick yep, very yep. very slowly through the sky. I never noticed that before anyway um That's that a thing. so the um now I can't stop watching the moon set. I should probably not do that <laughs> or else I'll see nothing else.
1: The stars are moving too, uh, yeah huh very slowly hypnotic but interestingly enough the canonical constellations of like car the yeah. Plow, whatnot, do not move
0: yes they ah. are fixed stars mm-hmm yeah
1: affixed to the firmament firmament
0: yes okay well um
1: I don't think we're gonna get much out of this right now I'm still jet black
0: how long do the wait watches last for crying out on?
1: He shifted uh, away. Oh it's four dawn, dawn so, now? Yeah.
0: Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um
1: basically when the mood sets, things will change. Okay. Yeah, that's it's still got a while, so we might want to just we go can, across we can, the
0: bridge we can, and see what we can, we can, we can go. On. Well, let me look at and then the one last thing here. Okay. One last thing is so the bridge. Okay. We've got the bridge that goes over there to Carnum and immediately next to it, the one thing we can see clearly is the metal fishhook fountain, right? Yep, yep. So we've got the metal fishhook fountain, and we've got these, the smokestacks. I I have to think that the smokestacks and the fishhook fountain, now our theory has been from the beginning that the fishhook fountains are new, right? Um, Yeah. That this is part of new Angmar, Um, and If we are correct, that the big, that big enormous fishhook fountain down in the, is the source of all of the evil, uh, the evil sky, right? Um, Yeah. Then, uh, then that makes sort of the more sense. But the implication of the stars and moon in this area, the implication is that Karn Doom is not itself the source of this shadow. That Carn Doom is 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 actually sort of uh, free of this. That it's something, it's not something which is like emerging from Carn Doom and sweeping out. It's something that they are like sending out. It's, uh, yeah,
1: it's almost like they're they're dumping that that waste into uh, the other yes. parts of Angmar.
0: Exactly, while keeping the sky over Carn Doom itself. Clear, which you wouldn't expect. It, you would the, the natural expectation is that, like the you know the evil atmosphere is going to get worse and worse and worse the more you get towards the center, um, but again I come back to the difference between New Angmar and Old Angmar. Right, this is not the Witch King's Angmar. Um, this is an attempt to reconstruct the Witch King's Angmar. Um, this yeah. is Karn Doom reoccupied. Um, by lesser people. I mean none of these people not you know, like the, the 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 false king is not the witch king. Right he's not as um he's not as powerful as the witch king yeah. is. Um so they're able to generate, you know, this evil sky effect, right? But they are they're pumping that it's like it it has this like mechanical source. It doesn't emerge uh like, you know, organically from Karn Doom itself. Karn Doom, well, I mean, look up. It's kind of empty here, right? Like, the evil influence of Karn Doom is not what it was. Unless the evil influence is suggested by the clearance sale that's going on just behind it. But let's see if we can pinpoint that better by changing our uh, uh, by changing our location. So um, let's Let's head over the bridge. We can if it when the sun comes up, we can run back and finish up over here again. Sure. But I know it's going to it's going to take a little while yet before the sun rises, so there's no yeah, point standing yeah. in place. Um Okay. Oh man, this would be such a nice view too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we can keep the milestone and check it out next time.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that was extreme.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Okay. Still
1: not. Still nothing in the sky yet.
0: Same curve. If... Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Still stars. Same kind of landing. So now, if we look here, see, there's the old Angmar walls, right? Yep. So those are old walls from Karn Doom, and then we've got the Tudor houses and one of the new stone constructions over here, too. So one of the new walls, right, mm-hmm. and one of these sort of stable things. No rituals or anything attached to this, like no, there's no altar in here or anything. It's just no. like a stable just like this other wooden lean-to that's constructed over here. So you can see the Hillman set up in this area, too, on this side of the bridge,
1: mm-hmm.
0: beneath this wall, this gate here.
1: It, it, yeah. It's, it looks like all this was set up a long time ago, though, because look how overgrown and unlevel everything is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got the, the flagstones, right, with the grass growing up. Mhm. Yeah, it's definitely like a ruin. Mm-hmm. Though again, I suspect that this house is less than, you know, what did they what was this for? Was it, you know, like a guard house for folks huh? who were, were they guarding the bridge here? I don't know, well, let's see what they said. I have to up.
1: see what's ahead to know what they'd be guarding.
0: Yeah. Now notice they didn't put up a gate here in what seems obviously to be a gateway. Instead, they have braziers, right? And these are, again, these are the new style braziers that uh-huh. they've erected in here. Um,
1: Try to keep some of the mold away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these just all look abandoned.
0: Okay, these are orcs, right? Okay.
1: Woolmaster.
0: Alright, so we're getting orcs. Another wooden lean-to over here. Now, this is really interesting. Look, look at the fish hook up on top of this tower.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: See here. Oh, yeah. Look at the sky. Oh, and we're back to the sky. Fascinating. So it is just over where the good guys live. Boy, you'd think that would be kind of a tell. <laughs> right. Somebody would have come out there and been like, hang on, have you guys. Are you guys doing good over here? Because something is disrupting the sky over you.
1: Where's your smogulous smog, friend?
0: Exactly. Um, But anyway, back to this fishhook thing. Look at the difference between the metals. The metal uh, uh, at the top of the tower and the metal of the fishhook. I think that that was placed there afterwards. It just doesn't, it looks much newer than the tower itself. So this is an old, a tower from old Angmar. Mm Mm-hmm. But the new Angmarim have imposed this on them.
1: You can see what's left of the scaffold when they were trying to get it up there.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, we do have the scaffold over there. Exactly. Right, that's why we have scaffold. That makes perfect sense. We would expect to see scaffolding, right? Yes.
1: But they didn't take it down. They just sort of left it to fall apart.
0: Oh, and somebody built the house up there. See, you know that wasn't part of the old Angmar. The uh, house, yeah. right? The Witch King never said, like, let's put up a little, you know, uh, 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 you know, timber and plaster house up on this mm-hmm. wall. Like, no way. Some hillmen with grandiose ideas
1: There's the light on. There's probably squatters in there.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think they still occupied it. And is there anything up this way? Is this a dead end? No, it's not a dead end. Alright, so let's go this way first. Okay. Alright, more old walls with new braziers.
1: Big volcanic rocks sticking out of everything, too.
0: Yeah. More orcs. What's this guy? Oh, Warg. Funny looking Warg.
1: He's like a honey badger, Warg.
0: Yeah yeah uh I' just looking back at the architecture. We've got some blighted trees, very long dead.
1: ooh, different got kind of house ahead Look oh. at that oh my. Goodness!
0: Oh wow! This is quite something.
1: So much of it—it's a town. This is okay. It's an indoor town.
0: Okay. All right. So the first thing to notice is that this whole area is almost completely surrounded by the old Angmarim structure. This is a, this is, you know, this is a courtyard of old from old Angmar. Yep. And there is an exception. This little wall over here. Uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: huh. No, it's not a wall. It's a gateway. Oh, yeah. It's got both sides, right? So, yeah, yeah. This These pillars were erected. That's a new bridge. So that bridge must have fallen down. The old bridge, if there was a bridge, must have fallen down. So they built these pillars in order because Isn't that a bridge up there? It um, is a bridge.
1: Yeah, yeah like a it's bridge. totally a bridge.
0: Right, so, this is, so these new pillars were built in the new regime to hold up bridges.
1: Looks like there's a rock slide or something.
0: But this building, you know what this building looks like? This is a match to that wooden building out by the gate that we were, the one that didn't fit in that courtyard?
1: Oh, the little church looking thing. Yeah, the little church
0: looking thing. This is a big church. It's a big
1: thing now.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Big old Lutheran church now.
0: Yeah. Um, And what I'm trying to decide is whether or not. It's a later edition, or whether it's native. Whether that's part of whether that's old Angmarim construction.
1: Mm-hmm. You see the wheel sign here? Yeah. The,
0: the I'll one get that looks back like that.
1: the the one on the bridge, except uh-huh. uh, they yeah, got rid on. of the P on it.
0: Exactly. I'll get back to that. But yeah, no, I was yep. I was looking at that. Okay. The details are a little bit different, but it, I think this is. So I think that that means that this, the stone building in that must have been, they must have taken that over from old Angmar. Yeah. They built the, the new Tudor houses, the good guys over there, the other hillmen. But this seems to be like the residential structure of old Angmar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've got the walls, so we see their defensive Defensive structures. This would seem to be the... So, presumably, like we've seen in other places, um, like among the dwarves, Mm -hmm. they lived inside here, right? This is just a facade. It's not like a a little narrow house. It goes in behind these walls and leads Mm -hmm. to some kind of city or
1: barracks or something. It does occur to me that when we've seen these barracks before, everything was boarded up and sealed off and half of the door, like all of the doors were non-existent. So Mm -hmm. it does seem like there might've been buildings like this that we either couldn't see or that had since been destroyed.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Which does support the idea of dating it back to the old Angmarim period. Yeah. Yeah. And if we look at this over here, this one, these ones over here are down at the ground level so it looks like in okay. theory it could have been built onto like the wall was there and then this was built on later on but if we look over here we see the same thing built up like on top right and that just yeah. looks much more like how it was designed to be plus we can see the windows the same exact style of windows set into yep. the, the old walls right
1: mm-hmm. and all the other ones they're all
0: bricked up Exactly. Yeah. So that this, th- this wall seems to me to really kind of seal it, that this, yeah. that those stone houses are. So that's like how the residential entrances in Carn Doom or barracks, as you say, or whatever, um, were fitting in there. This is the entrance to Urugarth. so. Yes. Okay
1: i well, we do, we're getting some light out here.
0: Maybe we do Urugarth next, actually. And then okay. finish the rest of Karn Doom. Rather than finishing all of Karn Doom and then doing Urugarth as a... That seems like an anticlimactic end to our... <laughs> uh, the like fangs coming down are really fascinating. Yeah. I was about to say well, that, of course, the fangs look like they're the same kind of fishhook metal that we've seen in other places, but that makes sense, because look, the whole Stone platform from which they are depending is the new stone right that's also a new a newer yeah. thing
1: yeah you can see they built up some supports for the hooks on with the stone too
0: yeah exactly exactly um
1: cool banner
0: yeah the banner do we have any of those at ground level
1: um uh...
0: Not the eye banner. That's a simple orc banner. But the
1: almost looks like a gateway with an iron crown. Yeah, like like it's the Karn Doom flag. Like this is the citadel where the Iron Crown resides. Kind
0: right, right. Not the not the Angmar flag, but the Karn Doom flag in particular. Maybe, maybe. Um. Yeah, I think this is supposed to be an eye. Um, it is stylized in a rather interesting way. The vertical slit, of course. I mean, it's it's like an inside-out eye. You know, the the red eye it always has a vertical really slit. Really shocked. Right. Whoa. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, it's almost like the pupil is on the outside. Like, the pupil is bigger than the entire eye. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. It's almost li- almost like an inverted eye. Not inverted in the sense it turned upside down, but in the sense it turned inside out.
1: Uh. Intriguing.
0: Yeah, but that's anyway. That's all clear orcish construction, though flanked by two of those same um, wooden Very lean-tos, true. which do oh, yeah. seem to be. Human construct Hillman constructions.
1: Yep. Oh look, another blighted white tree.
0: Yeah, which is interesting. When was this tree happy? When was this tree's last good day?
1: I don't know, but it seems like whenever we see these little towns, we always see a blighted white tree. Like it's, some, it's supposed to be some sort of mockery of the white tree in the courtyard.
0: Yeah, we've seen a single blasted tree in a courtyard a bunch of times, haven't we, in Angmar?
1: Yep, and all in buildings like this.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it was a... Uh, do you think it was a, a thematic choice? It couldn't be initiated by Mordorith, though. Because he's not been here long enough. I mean, he's maybe New it's England.
1: life-imitating art.
0: <laughs> right, right, Maybe. Um uh that tree is been dead a long time. Yeah. Um has is new angmar old enough to explain like was it blighted like did it grow during the hiatus? is what I'm wondering. And then get blighted when New Angmar returned. Or is this oh. a very long dead tree? I think there's too many if it if this tree had been dead for more than a thousand years, there's no way it'd still be up now.
1: Yeah, no the one on my lawn's only been there two years and it's all ready to come down.
0: Right. Exactly. Um now it is sheltered from the wind here in this uh little courtyard, so yeah. the wind isn't gonna blow it down, but still, yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna stay for a thousand years like that. No. So
1: I, I like the idea of uh, the of, uh, the land was starting to heal, and then it all just went wrong again.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That the trees grow, maybe even are planted. But I'm, I'm going back now. It's dawn now, so I'm gonna we're gonna close out by heading back to the views. Um, but um, anyway, yeah. So I think uh, I think it must have grown there. So I don't think that that tree was planted by the Witch King. You know, I don't think Mm -hmm. there was a tree there in the Witch King's time.
1: Plant a tree and then kill it!
0: No. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're going to plant trees just in order to wither them. Okay, now I'm really tempted to go up this angle because I think we can. Where does this go?
1: Looks like a dead end.
0: Except it doubles back.
1: Oh, switch back. Are we going to go over that bridge?
0: Oh, man. Oh, no.
1: Oh, no. You found another secret tunnel. I did. Oh. Oh. Huh.
0: Look, it's a town.
1: Okay, Where's remember this? this for next time. Oh. trading post. It's the trading post. It's a trading post.
0: All right, good to know. Hey, I found a shortcut here. I thought I was digressing, and instead I found a shortcut. Huh. Wait a second. Where even are we? No, this is a
1: different... This, this is, is not a the same town. town.
0: This is a different This town.
1: is Condoom proper.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I recognize the gates for a second, and I'm like, but there were not these. Okay, yeah, let's go. I, I don't want yeah, to... Yeah, let's head back. Yeah. All right. It is a digression. Okay. Phew. Yeah, this was... Um. This is crazy. All right. See like random switchbacks up into the mountains, like take you weird places,
1: like a moth to the lamp.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll come back. We'll come back.
1: It it does make me want to you know look at more switchbacks rather than just ignore them these days.
0: Yeah. And this is just a cliff. No, this goes just goes down. Notice the door is the same style as the old doors. Yep. Okay. Back to the bridge.
1: It's a beautiful hazy morning. The sky is mustard colored. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you wouldn't tell that the air wasn't polluted now.
0: Yeah. Hey, let's let's go back. Now that it's daytime, is it still not polluted or does the does the pollution only disperse at night?
1: Maybe. Maybe it's an elbereth thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is. So you get stars, but you don't get blue sky. Stars but no sun. Yep. Interesting.
1: Sounds like elf magic to me.
0: That's pretty suspicious. Maybe it's... there's... yeah, it's just like a loophole. Okay. All right. This is indeed what I wanted to see.
1: The layer cake of doom.
0: Okay. Indeed. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right.
1: You think he's compensating for something.
0: The first thing I'm looking for is, um, the first thing I'm looking for is evidence of the older and newer strata.
1: I'm and not seeing any old stuff.
0: Me neither. Nothing that is guaranteed old. Is the new car? Karn- Did they tear down the old Carn Doom? Did we were seeing the old out. stuff over there, oh, yeah. Or divine did
1: it... retribution destroying the tower.
0: Did they come come here and dismantle it? Maybe the good guys. That's really interesting because it's all the brickwork, and it's none of it—the old black and white stone. Yeah. And. We've got the fishhook metal all over the towers, and now that I would be prepared for in any case, right? Just like we saw the fishhook imposed on what was clearly an old Angmar Tower, right, on the Uh other side of the bridge. That they've come in and put up a bunch of these obelisks and smokestacks is not surprising, right? And fishhook fountains and things, right? That all looks new. Right? Like, they're doing something there that has something to do with the, you know, the Poison River. Somehow. But, but the walls themselves, the towers themselves, this all looks new. Yeah. So, New Angmar has built a whole new Karn Doom. Yeah. Did they necessarily build it in the same place where the old carn doom was?
1: Maybe this is a better location.
0: Yeah, maybe they upgraded. Maybe the old carn doom was raised all the way to the ground.
1: Uh, maybe it's one of these other buildings in here that's been and it's been repurposed.
0: Well, I will be really interested to see where the border ends because where we were across the bridge was almost all old stuff, right? Yeah. But this is all new stuff. Will we find a demarcation where the all new stuff begins? Is this just some so. sort of op- optical illusion and it will look old when we get there? I don't know.
1: Always <laughs> oh, possible. Can't wait to find out.
0: But that is really fascinating. I was not expecting that, I really wasn't. I thought most of these were going to be old. I could see these ones in the foreground, even in the dark. And I was like, well, maybe they just built those new, you know, like as a, you know, they're just like expanding, right? This is like Uh the new little suburb of Carn Doom over there. But (laughs) no, (laughs) no, the whole thing, right, they were just made a new little commuter hub for the evil factory works down here. But no, no, the whole thing is new stone. Wow. Very remarkable. Um, Maybe, Katriana, maybe the wall with the the red banners on is a vestige of the... I see the slightly darker stone there behind those towers. Maybe that is a vestige of the old construction. Yeah, yeah. Now those archways, of course, are really interesting. We need to end here, but I'll just go back to the bridge and then we'll end there. Um. Okay. First of all, from this angle, look at what we can see all lots of. Houses.
1: Yeah. Those little half-timber dealies.
0: Yeah. That's where the Hillman settled, right? This is like the Hillman town. That's really interesting. So cool. (laughs) But all new stone. And new platforms, some of which appear to be hovering in midair.
1: Yeah, that's
0: a... Can't wait to see what that's about. That's your
1: about. Can't, canter-levered uh, nightmare right? <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Well, all right. Well, oh. we, we will hope for daylight next time, next week, when we come back. Uh, next week, let's go back in, and we'll, we'll head down into Uragarth, I think. Um, and, uh, um, is Uragarth an instanced area? Or do you just... Can you just walk in?
1: Yep, you will need a group for
0: it. Oh, so it it, it is instanced? Mm hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay.
1: We'll, we'll, right. we'll sort it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Katria and I was looking at the goblin yurts down here, which look a lot like the yurts in the Malanhad.
1: Yeah, that's where the. 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 the, the dwindled slaves live. The... Yes.
0: Oh, right. The. the non-Hobbit-looking things. The Pale Men, or whatever. Pale Foot, Pale, pale Foot, yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Alright. Well, much more to explore here in Carn Doom. We'll probably head into Urugarth next time. Uh, we'll see where we go there. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. This was a lot of fun, and we'll see you next week for more Carn Doom exploration. Lots to see here still. Thanks, everybody. Good night now.